friends, and welcome back to Pod Return to the Waking Sands. Uh, this is a weekly podcast. Uh, it is a journey through the lore of Final Fantasy XIV. And I would like to stress, journey. We're doing it. This is an active exploration, not not a, not a reading of, of the books. Thank you, Jen. Um, and, oh, right, so I'm Jen, and I'm joined by my co-host and researcher. I'm Levi. Hi, Levi. Welcome, Jen. Thank you. Today, we're talking about the Pugilist class in Final Fantasy XIV. Yes, we are. Punchy punch. Pugilist has not appeared in any other numbered Final Fantasy game. However, it has appeared in other games besides fourteen, like the side titles such as Final Fantasy Crystal Babies or Dissidia Double Mega I'm Fantasy I'm sorry. Gaiden. Crystal Babies? There are a million different spin-off games that use the title Final Fantasy. Is is Crystal Babies legit or are you making jokes? You know, there might be one. I don't know for oh, sure. Okay. There's, there's a I lot of, of shovelware <laughs> that uses this name. I totally believed you because I don't know anything really about the franchise before 14. That's, that's when my eyes were opened. So if you say there's a Final Fantasy Crystal Babies, I'm like, okay, cool. There right it on. is. Yeah. AKA the After Years. Oh, no. That's a little joke for the Final Fantasy IV fans. Well, enjoy, <clears throat> you guys. <laughs> Um, okay, <laughs> anyway, um, but anyway, point being though that it's the first time that Pugilist has appeared as a class in a numbered Final Fantasy game. In this game, the Pugilist class leads into the monk job after level 30. Total monk job. Nice. And unsurprisingly, their main gimmick is punching things. That's, that is the gimmick. So what weapons do they have, Jen? Uh, they have uh, their left fist, and they also have their right fist. Um in addition to the double fists, they also have a left foot and then a right foot. What about like the cestus or whatever? The, uh, oh, well, I mean, those are just like enhancers. Yes. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I was giving you a chance to take us in here, but apparently Jen doesn't want it. So I'll what? do it. Yeah. If, if you're, if you're trying to fish for something, just don't, don't try to do that with Jen. She's just, she's going to fuck that right up. Monks and pugilists use a cestus or other fist weapon, so you'll have to upgrade your gear just like anyone else. You don't get to just punch bare-fisted. They could be just like brass knuckles, or they could be like bladed Flaming claws. Yes. Or, yeah, I mean, they, um, they can be any sort of aesthetic that they've applied to staves or shields or swords right but and if you fists. want to raw dog it you can glamour your fist weapon to look like it's bare fists yeah which i prefer because i don't like how they sit on your waist and then you reach down and stick your hands in your your fisties and get ready to fight <laughs> there's a few items as well that are like gloves and when you quote unquote draw them they have runes appear over them so it's like you your hands are channeling your aether directly i mean that is very cool I, I I like the um I don't, I don't what the, there's a million different names for them I'm just gonna call them brass knuckles sure I don't know I think they look kind of badass I functionally I I don't think that they would really work out because I mean I, I did I did a little bit of boxing and I mean there's no wrist protection here there's no wrist support your hand is just gonna crumple in on itself your hand supported by your inner either Jen fair you channel it through your fists yeah we don't have we don't have the force here on earth i'm sorry True. <laughs> <laughs> however they have absolutely no range attack like whatsoever there's no even like taunt or throw a rock or anything at all 
<laughs> throw a rock. Throw rock is a time-honored Final Fantasy tactics move. Throw a pebble. Yes. Yep. But they, there's nothing that they can do besides just like walk up to guys and punch them to get their attention, which makes it early on in the game when there's a lot more world activity going on um, as opposed to dungeons or whatever. It makes it harder to challenge packs of enemies because you can't just like yeah. pick off the stragglers and go for them. You've got to be very careful with your approach and, and how much you engage at once because you can be overwhelmed just because there's no way to actually attract attention from a distance. That was the biggest um, hurdle for me as a big fan of being a ranged fighter and having normally I can just plant myself and shoot whatever, whatever I want from a distance and, and kind of, you know, create, my fighting experience and in here I am at the whims of these guys running all over the place and I felt dumb and it, that's that's only because I'm I'm a ranged fighter speaking that's it's not it's not dumb look at these chumps walking to their targets I mean you know some some guy walks over there and I gotta run over there and punch him and then run back to the other guy and punch him and run over to this you guy tried shooting them idiot like right I'm sure everybody else in the instance or in the in the dungeon is looking at me going like <laughs> what a jackass I'm sure most of them know what it's like to play a melee DPS it's fine <laughs> the last unique feature of the monk and pugilist classes are the stances. So as after you get some moves unlocked, the main gimmick here is that you will rotate between three different stances as you're doing your melee attacks. So there is Opo Opo form, which is like a little monkey type creature. There is Curl form, which are the classic Final Fantasy enemies that look like tigers with two whip-like whiskers coming out of their faces. And there is Raptor Presumably the bird, but it could be the dinosaur too. So yeah, you go um, monkey, bird, leopard, essentially, in your rotation. Right. But at first, it's just, it's a glorified combo where you just go one, two, three, one, two, three, forever. Mm -hmm. After you unlock more abilities, you can actually play with that quite a bit. Mm -hmm. And you can, um, you get abilities to let you skip certain stances. So you can, you know, go backwards to the stances or you can dip into one to do one move and go back to your Oppo Oppo stance or whatever. And sometimes it's actually better to to hammer on one move. Like a fully leveled monk um, may sometimes just want to spam their first ability, waiting for um, other moves to refresh first versus going through. It's not always the best call just to go one, two, three through all your stances. Right. Um, and there's a, there are abilities, too, that increase your um, the damage dealt. So you might not, you know, and that's going to be part of your rotation as well. So um, you'll come to a, like a crossroads, essentially. You'll do one move. Um, and that'll open up two. So you can either do you know, increased damage for less potency um, off the bat or a higher potency, no increase. So, I mean, you'll do, you kind of go back and forth. And um, I've even up to level 30, I felt like there's like a little bit of flexibility there if you want to hang out in one form. Yeah. So, I mean, I really like it despite, despite my opinion about the running around like an idiot. I liked it a lot. Uh, in, in terms of the game's story, the pugilist tradition arose out of the Ulda Coliseum. Though fistfighting wasn't a novel invention, pugilism as we know it today was pioneered by a woman named Cornelia that made it her life's mission to master the art. Every time she encountered a new form of fistfighting, she would study it thoroughly and incorporate it into her practices. Cornelia gained renown when she began to best fully armed and armored gladiators with nothing but her bare fists, or maybe cestust fists. It's very impressive. Either way. Either way, uh, this is when pugilism began to be taken seriously as a martial style. The pugilist guild in Ulda is modeled after Cornelia's own training hall. And that's it pretty much. This guild and this 
story are very light, actually. They, they are, coming from the two we've done prior. So coming from Gladiator and Tomaturge, there, there is less to sink your teeth into. Yes, and also Monk is a, a old and classic Final Fantasy class, so you got to have Monk here in 14, obviously. N- no questions there. Pugilism, just like every other beginning class, is like the leading class to being a full-fledged monk. So understood, that's why it's here. But in the game world, though, it's essentially a differently flavored gladiator. They fight in the Colosseum, they punch guys versus stab guys, but still, it's the same difference ultimately. And there's not much else to say about that that was not explored in the gladiator episode. Yeah, and it's it's really similar. There's There are these old grudges that have followed these older guys around for, for a couple of decades. And then as soon as you join the guild, bam, these ghosts from the past come back in. And now there's got to be like, we've got to deal with these rivalries and subtle old scores and the same old story. Yeah, pretty much. I like this one much more than the gladiator one, honestly, but more on that shortly. Interesting. This might be a short episode, which is welcome. When we were first planning for this, it was like, okay, so we'll do like the heavy MSQ episodes and then take a break every other week to do like a lighter side story. But the two classes <laughs> so far have been actually been a pretty heavy experience. Yeah. Which have not been much shorter of any at all than like the full MSQ episodes. Yeah, great, great breaks. Like mentioned, there's very little to actually explore in terms of what is a pugilist. You know, why do they exist? We know why people got fists. If you got a fist, you got to fist something. My God. Okay. Well, that's the name of the episode. So good job. Noted. <laughs> Thank you. We head over to the Pugilist Guild in Ulda to take up the art. This is conveniently located across from the Aetherite in Ulda. Agreed. It is convenient. <laughs> I don't. I actually didn't know it was there. And Ulda was my starting city. I had no idea that's where the Pugilist Guild was. For some reason, I thought it was in uh, Limsa Lominsa. But I'm like, nope, nope, that's rogue. You no, know, thematically um, that would make sense. Honestly, I, I would not be surprised at all if if the game's like, okay, so Pugilist starts Limsa. Sure, you know, you have fist fights, you got drunken yeah. brawls in that pirate. That city. seems like yeah, piracy, one on one. Yep. Um, but yeah. nope, it's an Uldan gladiatorial tradition. There you go. Well, immediately uh, when you, when you go to sign up, you meet Hammond, older guy. Still looks pretty sharp though. And right off the bat, you get. Dirty old man vibes from this guy. He thinks you're the errand boy come back with news about uh, propositioning a dancer, I think. Yep. And then he sees that it's a, a, a guild, the prospective guild member. And oh, oh, <laughs> hello. Yes, I'm Hammond Holyfist. Uh, welcome, blah, blah, blah. So I'm, I'm immediately like, please don't let this be some creeper asshole guy. Well, he is kind of a, a creeper. He's a not bit really of a an lecherous. Asshole. Lecherous, yes. Yeah. And he's not an asshole. He's just Jesus. He, mm, mm, these yummy little Mikote girls and the mm, it's so yeah, gross. He does not <laughs> turn off his, his libido ever, despite being over sixty. I know he's still living in the past, and this he's is... he's gone gray now, which is an important note because it becomes relevant later on for a brief moment. But for now, yeah. we've got this this old gray haired man. He's got his dark skin, his wrinkled. leathery skin. Yep. He's, he's seeing some stuff. Still, still very much just kind of living vicariously through his memories. But after we clarify, but we're not here to respond to his sexual proposition. <laughs> he's like, oh, welcome to the guild. And Jen, can you go the distance? <gasps> I can go the distance. I don't know the rest of it, but that's from Hercules. Disney's. Hercules. That's from his invitation and his challenge to you. I know. It can be as both. a perspective pugilism <laughs> as <laughs> can a perspective. You go the distance? Obviously I'm going the distance. 
So they, they give you, you know, when you walk into a new guild, you always have um, at least one opportunity to, to bail. It's like, eh, it is, I don't really want to do that right now. You can bail. Um, so this would be your opportunity. Can you go the distance? Yes or no? Um, but we say yes, we obviously. Say yes this time, yes. And then he's like, okay, great. Now go punch some animals in the desert to go warm up. Here we go, punching these poor animals out there. I mean, so, we're, we're inflicting like serious generational trauma on these animals out front. Yes. I'm surprised they still like inhabit this area. They're just... There will be no more bees or shrews or whatever outside Uldah in a few weeks. <laughs> just like Grandpa Giant Hornet talking to his little grandbaby hornets about the uh, the abuse inflicted by the citizens of Uldah every yep. once in a while. <laughs> so I've played through this quest now, both on my uh, main character, my little Lala character, and also my big lion-like Hrothgar. And I can tell you that for Pugilus especially, the proportions of your character and your target are a bit ridiculous. <laughs> and these animals are actually, they're all Lala-sized. So like if you go up and square up with like a shrew or a marmot, you're on their level and you're punching them in the face. And it looks proportional, but you walk up with your Hrothgar and you're, you're just punching the air and you're inflicting like sonic damage to them or whatever, because you're clearly over their head, literally. <laughs> for bigger animals, like for instance, the toads we fight later on, the, the Lala doesn't even punch the toad's chin. Aww. So if you want to have the fists connect visually, you've got to hop oh to God. punch them in the face. <laughs> The Pugilist class, since uh, working through A Realm Reborn, I it was one of the classes that I wanted to do immediately after Black Mage. I'm like, okay, no, what am I going to do next? It's going to be Pugilist because I was so impressed by Ida. I thought the stance, like their their fighting stance was really cool um, without being edgelordy. And I thought their moves just looked really fast and impressive and, and spicy. I'm like, that's hot. We kill some animals. With that done, our next task is some endurance training. Hammond wants us to practice sprinting around Uldah while we collect coins that he's scattered about. This is a weird one. I expected there to be a timer for this because he stressed the sprinting. It's, it's just super weird because not only is this not actually requiring sprinting at all, nope. but also <laughs> there is no sprint tutorial in any other class, period. That's weird. You know, one by level five, which is the, this quest level, hopefully you've pressed the sprint button that your, your bar starts with. Mm-hmm. And also, do you need a tutorial at this point on, on like cooldowns? No, it's not. It's just like a, a filler step. And he's like, okay, run around the town and sprint if you want to. You, you don't have to. Either way, he's, he's good. He, he says, you know, if you're sprinting, you have to manage that. So that you're not caught in a spot where you need to be sprinting, but you've already blown your load on the sprints. I mean, this... um, and th- but it doesn't, it doesn't matter. You don't have to sprint at all for this. So yeah, it, it was confusing to me why I had to sprint at all. I mean, I did just because it's faster, but... Not only that, but also it's a pain to find the coins. They're the first all one, over the place. They're all over the place. And I had already done this on this playthrough, so I knew where to look. But like the first one is inside the guild itself. Yeah. So I remember it's being like two minutes outside the guild trying to find this this piece of, of gill. And it's actually like on the floor in, in the guild directly by the fighting pit. <laughs> yeah. So got this you. is... They fucking it got you. did get me. It, it's pretty obnoxious mechanically. But it's, it's <laughs> We weird. do it eventually. It, mechanically and thematically, it's very strange. I think um, in terms of story, actually, it does a good job. That's the one thing I have to say about it positively is that it's, it's a good story beat for Hammond. 
because we bring him back as Gil. It's like, oh my God, he found so much. This is wow, almost a week. This is like 500. Uh... It's like, oh wait, good wait, job. No, 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 I know exactly how much this is. Give me Thank my you. Gil back. Thank you. And go practice. So yeah, this is strike two for Hammond for me. And I'm like, okay, so he's um, a lecherous man who's, okay, apparently he's stealing money from somebody. Oh, the, shady. I thought at first that this was like spare change people had dropped. It is like, like, go pick up spare coin on the street and bring them back to me. But we'll find out it's actually worse in just a minute. <laughs> anyway, next step, he's like, go punch some trial stones in the desert. So we do. We go punch them, and then they break apart, and out come earth sprites. And we kill the earth sprites, and we're back, whatever. Uh, and then we get back, though, and we meet his assistant, Chuchuto. Chuchu. Who is, of course, Elala. She walks up, and we get introduced. She is... His very first student. Mm -hmm. And there's like some brief hints at this point about another student at the same time. They brush it off quickly. All right. And they move on. All right. So there's like a prodigal son, apparently. Yeah. There's some dark past here, but we're not going to talk about it for now. No, no, no. It'll never become relevant. Let's move on. I do have to say, so Choo Choo is kind of like the right hand man at, at the guild. She's kind of like his assistant. She's adorable. She's she has a, an awesome green outfit on. These beautiful beautiful eyes and like really dark green hair. Yep. I think she just looks great. It turns out the gill we were collecting was Chuchitos. Yeah. So and she, she walks for- up and she's like, "Hey, so can you get me my money back? I need to do some stuff with it." And he's like, "Hey, he's a big laugher. This yeah. guy. He likes to laugh and clap." He, he changes the subject he, though as yeah. quickly as possible. <laughs> He wants to spend it all on drinks and women. What else do you spend the money on in Ulda? Aetherite fees. Nailed it. Dyes. <gasps> Dyes. Market board. <laughs> as as a as a regular old Uldan citizen who isn't trying to make millions of gil with the with the crafting economy. Well, you got your housing costs, you got your food costs. You <laughs> got right, to save some for retirement. Fun. This is way less fun than I intended this question to be. Let's move on. <laughs> Got to pay your bribes to Breastblades. Yeah, great. After we take a break, we return and get our next exercise. We're going to punch some more things. This time, it's striking dummies out in the street. And there are a lot of onlookers here. There are like randos cheering and clapping for you as you go around and punch these dummies. This quest is missing something here because that's it. That's all there is to it. Yeah, it's super weird. It needs a story beat where... Hammond's like, go punch these dummies. And there's this crowd and he's sold them tickets to like an exhibition and it's you punching some dummies and they're, yeah. they're mad. And you're the unwitting, you know, moneymaker for this and event. And he bails and they're pissed at you. So you got to like fight them or something because they're trying to beat you up for their money back. This lines up with this character if it just has some duplicity in it. But as it is, these people are psyched for you to punch these dummies. Just like, yeah. yeah. What sort of arrangement is this? So he's he's got like three rows of striking enemies just right outside the guild and you go and you punch each one in line and the people watching are just losing their minds. They're so excited to watch somebody practice punching a thing. There That's is it. a cameo from Rose here though. Did you see her? Rose? Yeah. She's the um, Rogadin who has the like the yellow outfit and like the red hair. Oh, I totally missed that. She's, um, isn't she... Like kind of in the Weaver's Guild when you... Yep. Oh, okay. Yep. I remember her um, her yellow gown. Anyway, after that, we get a new combo move and we go into the desert to beat up some uh, Kikirns. It's probably either Kikirn or Kikirn. Kikirn? <laughs> I like Kikirn. I do too. Kikirn. Um, maybe, a... maybe we should look these up before we start recording. I, and... I don't think they ever appear in a voiced cutscene. I don't believe so. It, it's possible. Don't remember. Anyways, um, we'll call it Kikirns for now. 
And because we have nothing else to talk about this episode, let's talk about some Kikarens. Yeah. Because these guys actually never get their time in the limelight. There is a kind of like a side story in the Shadowbringers expansion, but those are definitely different Kikarin than these ones in Eorzea. But they're always just target practice or generic thieves or whatever. They never get a chance to be featured as people. But they actually do have some story to them. I, I explained it last time how I, I have a problem fighting them because they're very cute and their their dying sound is also really like silly and cartoonish. It makes you really really bad. It's <laughs> total cartoon sounds. Nice. Well, the Kikarin are rat-like humanoids with cartoonish features, especially their snouts just, and their ears. Yeah, it's like a long Disney rat snout. And they're considered to be nuisances by most people. Some Kikirin want to participate in society desperately, but in Uldah, they are like flat out rejects. They're not allowed in the city, period. And they are, in this case, for instance, just like, you know, target practice or otherwise they're to be killed. Yeah, I think Uldah um, in particular has a really strained relationship with the Beastmen in Thanalan. Yep, it's the syndicate that did that, but definitely true. Everybody else... You know, Lenosia and Gradania, they're um, a little bit more, I guess, diplomatic with their, their beastman relations. I think that's emphatically untrue, especially Limsa, for instance, the kobolds. Right. The Kikurin, though, they have skills and aptitudes. Like, they are evidently excellent at, like, counting and, and sums and all things to do with money. Mm-hmm. There's a note in the encyclopedia that people don't like to employ them because they, they only live for 25 years. So the, the the turnover is too much, apparently, for employers to deal with. Oh, my God. That's some ageist Even, shit. Right? <laughs> they they mature at age five. You got oh, 20 years of work out of these that's people. That's pretty fucking solid, frankly. Right? Yeah, because, I mean, you can't, you can't get anybody else in your stall, uh, you know, until they're, what, 17, 18? What a waste of time. It's all propaganda. These creatures are set up to be the punching bag of the world, and it's entirely unfair to them. Uh, and it gets worse, though. Because even in Limsa, where the Kikarin are most accepted, there are um, many that have taken up maritime trades, which is a bit of like a, a tell-don't-show moment, because you see like one Kikarin in Limsa, period, who's like a merchant. There's the, uh, if you do the fishing fishing quest, there's one. Oh, right. There's like the fisher as well. Yeah. And then there's the guy that hangs out in the market. Yeah. That's the one I'm talking about, okay, is the yeah. merchant Kikarin. Um, anyways, there is a, a unspoken arrangement or an urban legend. Details are sketchy. That if on a ship provisions run out, the kikir are the first to be eaten. Cool. Can have some rat stew. My God. From your crewmate. They're the same size. Actually, I think they're taller than a Lala. So yes, they are. Can you imagine, like your 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 bro crewmate you've been sailing with? Like, hey man, and they they speak. (laughs) They're they're sentient. They're they're sensitive, actual uh, beings. They just happen to have fur. Well, no wonder relations are so. Their only saving grace is that they give birth to litters of creatures. So you've got like 20 at the start, 10 get eaten by like birds in the first few days or or whatever, like sea turtles. Sure. And then, you know, a few make it to to five years old that don't get killed by adventurers like us. And then a couple will reproduce and that keeps the generations going, but they're definitely not booming in population because of all these threats and like all these like almost cannibalistic practices. It's a horrifying existence. Yes. (laughs) Um, so we go and practice our combo moves now. You know, these are the living training dummies for our pugilists here. Snap punch. Yeah. Which is the third third action in our uh, on our cycle here. So we head back to the guild. 
and everyone's like, you're doing so great. You're a real prodigy here. And Hammond, he's seeing something of himself in us. Like we remind him of himself when he was younger because we're such an up and comer. And also we learn something about the history with Chuchuto and this other mystery person. Uh, it seems that Hammond took Chuchuto and her friend, um, who we'll just say now because it's not going to be too long. His name is... Ruokuta. Ruokuta. I'm just calling Ruru. Ruru and yes. Hammond found both of them. They came to the city as refugees from the Calamity, and he found them starving and painless on the streets, and he took them in, and he trained them as pugilists, and they were his very first students once he took the guild over. Okay. And this this helps my opinion of Hammond a bit. These two, Chuchu and Ruru, they were both friends and rivals. This friendly rivalry where they inspired and pushed they each other. They brought out the, the best of each other. Exactly. Yeah. And then Ruru disappeared mysteriously for no known reason, which hurt Chuchu deeply. So she's been a little out of sorts since this whole thing went down. We don't know how long it's been, like a year. We don't know. Next, though, we're going to go punch some toads by the unholy air. This is where we had our showdown with the Asian just recently. Right, that, and the, um, the stone-clad dragon egg that will hatch someday. Yep, and there's that basin of shallow water around it, and we're going to go and punch some giant-ass spined toads. Easy peasy. It is. And then Hammond says, bring me the legs as proof of your deeds. And then, of course, he's like, fry him up some butter, a little, some give him lemon. a little roast here. Uh-huh. Yeah, they're, they're obviously his lunch. <laughs> <laughs> go get lunch, new guy. This freaking guy. Yep, and we're about to start our next lesson. Which is when some rando runs up and recognizes Hammond. It seems that that they know him as the Holy Fist from his own fighting days, and they want him to do some street justice. Right. Luckily, not right at that moment. But they've heard of some some smuggling situation that's going on. It's it's an illicit substance, and they're not. They've they've approached the brass blades. They've approached the stone torches to try to get this taken care of. They don't care. Well, presumably the brass blades are getting a cut. And the stone oh, torches, likely, yeah. this doesn't affect the mine, so they don't care. Like, whatever. You yeah. know, yeah. So so now, guy is like, oh my gosh, Mr. Holy Fist, sir, uh, if you can help us locate these smugglers and shut this operation down, uh, we would be in your debt. So he's he's like, ha, 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 you bet, citizen. Like, going into superhero mode. And it's really off-putting. And I, it's immediately, like, I'm immediately uncomfortable so I'm like, there's no way this guy... He, so what... He's going to sick us on this whole operation, which Obviously. he does. Yeah. Yes. Um, and he'll sit back and do whatever. And I'm like, this fucking guy... Like, why is he a guild master? What does he do? Like many people, he has accomplished things in the past. He's been promoted. And he's a terrible fit for the job, but he's there. Yeah. He's got seniority. Just, just coasting on his legacy. Yep. Quick note, the drug here is Somnus, a mind-warping drug Woo. that can put you into eternal slumber. So, death? Or it's like a coma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we ask around town and, and the old Black Brush station, and we learn a few things from the locals here. And we actually, we talked to some people we met during the MSQ as well. Like uh, Zuzu Mita, the Lala, for instance, yeah. is one of our, our informants here. And it turns out our sometimes rivals, the Alacrin gang, are up to some shady business again. How many times do we have to teach you this lesson, old man? Do you get that? I get it, but they're okay. young punks, so it falls Sorry. flat for me. Okay. So we follow the tracks west, the train tracks west, and find a shady meeting underneath like some, it's like a, a little risen track section. I love the young people. Thanks. <laughs> Who are you right now? I'm... It's from SpongeBob. I thought you were like Hammond or something. Oh, no, no, no. No, sorry. 
<laughs> Not relevant at all. <laughs> we, we see a meeting briefly down here with someone in the purple robes of the Ulacran gang, and they're meeting with a silver-haired Lala. Mm-hmm. And they're talking about a master Wegfar. Obviously, this Lala is Choo Choo's long-lost guildmate. Obviously. Obviously. And we learn nothing because Choo Choo immediately jumps in, rooting the spying attempt. And it's like, <laughs> Ruru Kuta, is that you? What are you doing here? Yeah. God damn it. And she's obviously pissed that he disappeared all of a sudden with, with no warning and, and no, no note, nothing. Just he's gone. Hammond is upset that his training is being used for evil. That Ruru is now doing crimes with his training. Mm-hmm. So now he's like, it's lesson time. You you two go fight. I'll watch and I'll instruct. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we do. Easy peasy. And we jump into battle. We have Alacrans coming out of the woodwork here. These guys are all fist fighters. They're called the Chastity of the Alacrans. Weird. And they're shirtless. They're wearing collars and pants and that's it. Hot. Yep. <laughs> Doesn't seem very chaste, but... What do I know? Right. So we have a fist off here with these guys. A fist off? Uh, a chased fist off. <laughs> That's the new episode name. <laughs> okay. I'm writing it down. Um, and midway through, some trained marmots and some healers hop in as well. But we beat them all up, of course. Eventually, after we've beaten up the first waves of enemies, Hammond steps in and he's like, check me out. I'm Hammond Holy Fist. And the Alacrans say, oh no, it's Hammond. We better give up. It says, give up, evildoers, or you'll get what's coming to you. And they start backing away slowly. They're obviously shaking in their boots. They are, and they're about to give up. But then Ruru knows something that we don't. Mm -hmm. Guys, check this out. And he sends a marmot after Hammond directly. And Hammond looks at this this little guy and he's like, ha ha, you have the fighting spirit. Like, he can't turn that off. The Just to clarify, like, the marmot is a literal, like, marmot. A, it a, is a rodent. Six inches high. A little tiny thing. Mostly tail. Yeah, it's just like a possum. Yes. So it, you know, does a little jump at him or something. And it's he, better. He, it's like, he, it's like squeak and then it jumps at him and like he punches he, the air. It, yeah, it's like a super wide, slow hook that hits nothing. And he d- does it again with the other side. It's pure comedy. And then he, he gets and then winded. He's tired. Yep. <laughs> and here comes the knockout blow. The marmot does like a, a spin flip into Hammond and knocks him out in a single blow. Yikes. This is animated fantastically. It, in my the music, opinion. the music use also is great. The, this scene is incredible, honestly. It's one of the best scenes in the uh, class quests. It's it's very um, Hildy. Yes, agree. Yeah, but Ruru is like, yeah. See, this this is this is what you're afraid of. Nah. The Alacrids are all in stitches, and they're gonna just like walk off and tell Wegfar all about this. Mm-hmm. Choo Choo is too shocked by this revelation that Hammond is a chump to do anything about them. They walk off laughing and, and Choo Choo's freaking out. Ham's just like, I'm, I'm the worst. Fuck my life. Choo Choo, you're in charge now. I'm going to peace out. Yeah. And he does. Yeah. He has a, a crisis moment. Like, I don't, it's obviously been many, many, many years since he has um, engaged his fighting skills in any capacity and he has completely lost touch with them. And so all of this, all of this bluster, all of this dirty old man talk, the you know, the, the laughing, the clapping, and the Superman sort of posturing, uh, it all comes crashing down in that moment. Jumping sequence here a little bit. Ruru quit the guild and quit this life because he was so appalled by Hammond's lack of skill. He had a moment where he, he saw a similar reenactment of this fight just now with the marmot. And his faith shaken in Hammond, he just said, fuck this, I'm out. Mm-hmm. However, 
Choo Choo, though, sees the exact same thing, and she's like, this, this sucks, but I'm still grateful for you taking me in. Right. And giving me a place to stay and taking me under your wing. It doesn't disqualify his past deeds. Right. She is here to back him up all the same. What she wants to do is is to, to enlist us to help him kind of, um, as you put it, get his groove back. Um, and since she knows that there is an element of, of us... Hammond feels as reflective of himself at a younger age, then we're going to capitalize on that. We're going to send you out. We're going to do these amazing things and maybe, you know, trigger these these good memories of his past or inspire him to get back into a, um, you know, a fighting routine, something, anything. And which I think is a great, a great idea without being too um, patronizing about it. Yep, so we do. We're, we're going to go and remind him of his younger days. We're going to go fight some hornets like he used to. We're going to punch some trees, and we're going to fight the hornets to come out. And we're going to show him these stingers from these hornets to say, hey, we're doing what you did. Yeah, remember, We're like you, bro. Remember when you were good? This is absurd and not in a good way, really. <laughs> we go punch trees in the desert, and trees. a little swarm of hornets, like little bitty, bitty hornets, comes out. And I think that the insect swarm enemy in general in this game is kind of questionable i can see killing a swarm of bugs with a spell a fireball would do it sure Mm -hmm. a sword or a fist punching a bee in its face 500 times punching a swarm of bees in their faces (laughs) it's just so impractical and just fighting like a cloud of bugs is is not where we are right now this is where we can kind of blur the lines like how how much of the punch is you know powered by by a little bit of magic and so you maybe maybe you create you create this um like you know when a mantis shrimp punches something they create this this explosion of sound waves that just obliterates the interior of their enemy or their prey maybe that's what we're doing that is true we're, we're gonna you know be very generous here that is a good mechanical explanation for what we're seeing here it's not however excuse the fact that we a level 15 20 adventurer are punching swarms of bugs yeah this should never be an enemy in the game period uh, of, if they're too small to see like they're just... in, in it's, it's in every hunting log when you begin you have to go kill blowfly swarms or whatever or yeah, something similar. or sylphids or um, so on yeah and it, it, environmentally i think they're a great great addition because when you're next to a bunch of them you have that like swarming buzzing sound and it's really off-putting uh but sure. it, it's very it's um you know it's it's immersive in its own way in an environmental way they could have been but just clouds of bugs that just, just existed too exactly right scenery yep. yeah sure um, anyway, I mean, Thanalan is full of amazing fucking mobs, and no, we're going to go punch hornets. Yep. <laughs> Not giant ones. No, and no, And then no. We, we pulled little stingers out of these guys, and we show them to Hammond. Yeah. Here's our stingers, Hammond. stingers, remember? Because we can't bring the whole bugs back. we got to bring the stingers themselves. Christ. We just <laughs> scooped them up into our shirt. He, he likes it. Yeah, look at me. I did that back in the day. Mm-hmm. I'm prompt. Oh, I want to fight you right now. i got to yeah. punch you. Like, oh, so hey, we're doing in, this. In, okay, so I did have respect for him in that moment where he was so like, man, oh yeah, I remember when I was punching punching trees. I get, oh, I'm pumped. Let's let's fucking do this right now. Okay, man, let's go. I will kill you. So we hop into the ring <laughs> and we fight him. The music is pure comedy. It's like do 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 do. So you know it's not going to go well for him, but it'll be it'll be fun. Right, and he goes down in two punches the yep. first match. But to his credit, though, he's not like, oh, I suck. Yeah, I'm fired up. Oh, yeah. Give me again. Again. And every time you have this, this happens like three or four times where Uh you have these little matches and he gets tougher every time. And also he levels up between matches. Yes. 
The old school 8-bit yes, tune of yes. that. Yes, yes. It, it literally like is the uh, the little chip tune yep. you get when you revive. And I thought that was fantastic. So I think, I mean, yeah, this should be more like the end of end of the story summary for me. But that these little elements, um, while the, the first two job quests we did were much more of a serious note and, you know, more like background lore heavy and complicated uh, relationships, this, this is just kind of more lighthearted fun. <laughs> but then a naysayer shows up. Oh, the heckler. To nag on him. Mm-hmm. And it's Wegfar Whiteaxe himself. This this guy has a punchable fucking face. It is really punchable, uh, which is good for us. This guy is a big, green-skinned, red-haired Rogadin. This is the guy that the Alacrans were reporting back to. And Wegfar and Hammond exchange jibes for a little bit, and it escalates into this bet where Wegfar challenges Hammond to a rematch because apparently he and Hammond fought way back in the day. Wegfar used to be a gladiator too. Mm-hmm. Wegfar lost face in this big like prize match and he quit the arena and went off to do crime. Right. And now he's like, I'm going to rematch you and I'm going to teach you how I'm the best. And you know what? Throw the guild in too. If I win, I get the guild. And if you win. Fuck you. Uh, nobody cares. Okay. That's so, that. Hammond accepts, despite Chuchuto saying, this is a terrible idea, don't do it. Yes, it's a terrible and idea. And it is. Like, what What are the stakes here? Wegfar takes all. Hammond gets nothing oh. either way. Right. It, so I think Wegfar is more like, obviously he's going to agree because his pride is on the line. So it's a very astute uh, negotiation on Wegfar's end. However, it's such an escalation. It's so weird. Having a, a bet like this in this Tone of story is not uncommon. Where we bet like the ski lodge or whatever. Of course. But yes. there's, there's no counterpoint or anything else like that. Everything to gain, nothing to lose on Wegfar's part. Yep, nope. Which he, is you're just gonna like, give up your life of crime and you're gonna be the receptionist for the guild. Give him something at least as a downside. Nah. But whatever. No, and also also <laughs> Hammond doesn't even agree. It's just Wegfar says these words, laughs and leaves with his entourage. Yep. And Hammond's like, Who, I better practice. You know, whatever. This, this, this is not official. It could use a bit more detail. Maybe a couple more lines would do it to at least set up like the 80s movie. There's no here. tension here, yeah. is what I'm saying. Yeah. Yep. I, I was like, it, everything will be fine. But we're doing it. We're going to do our montage with Hammond and oh, get him up man. to speed. It's, it's essentially that's what it is. Yeah. We team up with Chichuto now to help Hammond get back into shape. So we're going to go to Southern Thanalan and set up training dummies all over the desert. I mean, all over the desert. Jesus Christ. This was a pain in the ass. Right. I had flight unlocked when I was doing this. Thankfully. Can you imagine? Oh, God. Getting into the, uh, the, like the undead. Who are these? Who are these guys? The brigade? Well, the, the corpse brigade are not undead. Corpse brigade. The undead brigadiers. They, they are that living. That was so close. Okay. As you recall yeah, from yeah, yeah. our yeah. Gladiator episode, these are the deserters. Correct. From the, the former Alamegan like, enforcers of the corrupt king's will. Right. Let's not so forget So they're, they're a bunch of assholes. But the worst part for us, though, is that this location to set the dummy up is in the back of their lair. Even with flight, I had a I had to bail like five times trying to set up this fucking thing. Because you, you, can't, you can't set it up without aggroing two, three minimum dudes. And it's sneaking around as a pugilist is your only, uh, that's your only uh, stock and trade at this point. This might point. be the most legwork for a single quest step in the game because you have to, if you are like a first time player, 
you this you're gonna be a pugilist. Forever. You have it's like a mini dungeon in there. So yes. you go through the gate, you have to fight guys all the way. I got lost trying to run out. I was like, I'm sprinting <laughs> and I'm running all around like the border of these caverns. Like, where's the opening? Where's the fucking opening? It was it was touch and go there. And yeah. I, luckily I had flight, I could like drop in exactly where I needed to. But yep. it, that doesn't it that only helps so much. Yep. You still have to get that fuck out of there. So that's one of like four locations though, across the <laughs> desert. But so that's our training is we have to go and do these these errands. And then Hammond's going to do the exact same thing, of course, presumably, as he goes to go punch the dummies. Right. The real training is the things you punch along the way. Oh, yeah. That's very good. Thank you, Jim. We finish up, though, and check in with Chichuto to say the job's done. And at this point, Rurukuta shows up. He's gotten wise to the fact that we are the muse for Master Hammond. Yeah, we're a bad influence. We're a good influence, Jim. No, we're, we're a good influence, but we're a bad influence. Rurukuta is going to take us out. He's going to take out Hammond's inspiration, so he gives up the match. Mm-hmm. And he's brought in a pair of wolves with him and a marmot. <laughs> Just for that psychological damage. Yep. <laughs> so we have a, a fight here. I saw right through this. I knew he was doing this out of concern for his old master. You know, I mean, he, doesn't, he doesn't want him to engage in the fight because he knows he's going to lose. Once you get the tone of the, the quest, the beats are not surprising. It's just, yeah, it's just like candy. Totally. In a good way, in my opinion. In this fight, we you fight bigger and bigger animals. Yeah, we, we fight we start a bigger with the wolf, wolves. And then we fight two curls as well at the very end. Yeah. <laughs> and then we get back to uh, Ruru. And then we, we beat up Ruru and the fight's over. And after he's downed, he confesses that he's doing this to help Hammond, like you were saying, Jen. He didn't know how to deal with this realization that his master had lost so much of his abilities. And he, he, was, he was ashamed and he was scared. And I mean, as a refugee in Uldah, and this, this theme comes back up in a lot of people's stories, is as a refugee, you don't have any options. You're either you know, in a guild and doing something legitimate, which is, can, can be difficult to maintain, or you lead a life of crime, which is pretty fucking common so he did what he had to do um it's almost like a lack of social services is bad for society almost to recap it ruru says that he was doing this to help hammond out if hammond goes and fights wegfar he's gonna die because we all agree (laughs) (laughs) except for choo-choo i mean she still seems to have this little thread of hope that you know he's getting a little bit better she can see the improvements even at this point i wasn't sure where this is going to go I didn't think that, you know, Hammond was going to die or anything, but I assumed that there would have been some sort of, um, you know, like third party interruption in the match that would make Wegfar, you know, run away or something and Hammond wouldn't have to fight him. Or I, I just, I had, I was very nervous about this whole thing. Interesting. Yeah. Well, Ruru runs off after this fight. Choo Choo's feeling great though. She's got her closure finally. She's like, yeah. That's what happened. Yeah. I'm good to go. He's not a piece of shit. We're going to do this. We're going to win this. It's, it's all great. Hammond's training continues. <laughs> anyway, Hammond's training continues. As the match approaches, we're going to help him uh, with one final push in one of his favorite training grounds, which is the pools of the Forgotten Springs, where the cat girls like to bathe. Of course, he had to mention that. Yes. It's like these, you know, beautiful, clear water sand dunes, as far as the eye can see, and these luscious little cat girls and oh god like he fucking gross man let's just get to it i had never been in this little spot in forgotten springs it's this little like it's like a ladder down into the water and it's under these beautiful like rock formations i would love to swim around in there that would be amazing it was so pretty but that's the that's where we fight it's essentially a redux of the last match in the um the fighting pit yeah 
We have a few fights. He gets tougher and tougher. He levels up successively. Mm -hmm. And eventually he has an epiphany. He sees the fist matrix. (laughs) He had to kind of pull some sort of like device out of his memory so that he would remember how to smoothly transition all of his combos. I should have wrote down the line that he said. It was it was somewhat poetic. Um, and he even said like, "Ooh, it rhymes." It was like how the like the river follows the fluvial geometry into the sea. So too must my combos follow one another into a victory. Something like that. That's pretty good by right. itself. All right, thanks. This is timely though because Choo Choo run, runs up right now. Wegfar is in Ulda yelling for a match. All right, let's he's in the streets go. just like yelling for Hammond. Hammond. So we teleport back to Ulda and we find Wegfar and his cronies in the street. So he's gotta walk around with his entourage. Of course. And this is a very dramatic scene. We have Wegfar and Hammond facing off here in the streets of Ulda. People are spectating. Oh, for sure. This is free entertainment. Yeah. And they're like, oh my God, is that Hammond Holy Fist? So now I'm even more nervous because he's going to fall flat on his face. I'm still like not sure how this is going to go. He's going to fall flat on his face. And we're going to have to jump in and we're going to have to save the day for him and save the Pugilist Guild for him. Like, I don't know. Wegfar is like, I'll give you one chance, Hammond, to give up. Uh, Hammond's like, I'll give you one chance, Wegfar, yeah. to give up. And not get like you know your face punched in. Obviously, no one gives up. Wegfar makes the first move. He draws his axe and takes a swing at Hammond, which Hammond dodges. And then he punches Wegfar back so fast that he travels through time. Becoming a a younger version of himself for a split second. I loved this so much. It's my favorite part, maybe in any job quest I've ever had. He's he's lightning fast and he punches Wegfar right in his gut. And there's a close up of his face. And suddenly he's got the blonde hair and a blonde mustache and this big grin on his face. And he's he's 35 years younger as quickly as it appears. It's gone. Um, I loved that. It's great. Yeah, absolutely good. And Wakefar is flat on his back, and he realizes he's made a mistake. Oh, but yeah. It's not he's over just yet. One fucking punch, and he's down. It's time to do some drugs. Oh, so he's got this big, um, this big long pipe in his hand, and he takes a big puff and blows it out onto the avenue. You can see a some sort of shield that is enveloping his body and the body of his his bros. Or is it just him? I think it's, it's just him. It's just him. Okay. Yeah. And this is Pluto, which turns one's skin to iron. Great. Now we fight. And the crowd's getting pumped. Oh, yeah. They're like, is is this safe? (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) They should back up for sure, especially because Wegfar has some nasty AoEs he drops throughout the fight. Mm -hmm. Over and over and over again. Yep. He's got a big fat axe. Not only that, he calls in his cronies too. You guys go get those guys. So he's not playing fair. And then we and Choo Choo and Ruru jumps in as well, saying that Ruru will never side with a cheater. Yeah. He's like, I can't fight on the side of a cheater. See? You know, not a bad person. He just did bad things. So all four of us are there. We're lined up. Just just the crew, the pugilist crew, bouncing back and forth. Just just come at me, bro. And that's the thing I love about that stance. It's a total, like, I fucking got. There's so much confidence in this in this pose. So uh, we go after it. And we're super outnumbered. I think, like, three to one. Yeah, you just we just run around and punching dudes. We have Hammond and Wegfar facing off with each other. And we beat up the small guys for a bit. Right. And once they're down, we jump into the fight and we team up against Wegfar. Yes. For this level, this is actually a bit tricky because Wegfar drops these area effects on him, which you need to to dance in and out of. For this level, like having that kind of danger zone is like a a boss fight in a dungeon tier Mm -hmm. of, of complexity. And also figuring out what to do in that 
downtime essentially because it's not like you can so the only thing you can do is to um load up your chakras yes yeah so you you bounce away load up chakra come back and do that yep we defeat him we do spoiler Hammond's reputation is solidified by this rematch by it's winning so this great. rematch it's so great he was impressive honestly and we head back to the guild and everyone's happy Ruru was invited to stay with the guild but he, he says no I've got to go find myself out in the world fair I mean, poor Chuchu. I mean, that's like her bestie. Sure. Um, but she's happy for him. Yeah. He swears, though, to stay away from crime from now on. I believe him. Hammond gives us his final technique and sends us off to go and see what we, we do. Create it's, our own legend. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Which is a great outro for a class quest because we do just that. Indeed. Versus Gladiator, where it's like, do you want to stay forever and like hang out with us? <laughs> Would you like to manage the guild's Would you paperwork? like to take care of my ex-girlfriend for me? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'll, I'll think about it. That's it, though. That's the end. We made it. That's it. That was short and sweet. Yeah, fun little situation. I think this quest is exhibit A as far as the game makes the class quests have a certain number of story beats. And they, they always must be like, you know, seven steps, you know, level one, level mm-hmm. five, level 10, whatever. And there's no flexibility there. And this story is not six segments long. No, it's like three. So you have half the whole time in this class being like filler, go punch shit for no good reason. Mm-hmm. And half of it being like actually a story escalation. And that's my major black mark here on this quest is that it just doesn't pace well. There is a need for a new fighter to have their, their training period. You know, you, you have to go through the motions. You as a new player need to have a chance to learn your skills too. Yeah. But they could do a much better job of making that be training in less like chores. Yes. And, and, and more in line with the, with the story of what, you know, whatever it is, it, you know, the guild master's crap. Right. You got to have the animal punching quest. That's tradition at this point. Yes, it is. <laughs> Even so, like every quest, every quest is like two parts too. go do like a chore, then go punch things for a bit. So they, they drag it out longer than needed as well in yep. these slow steps. It's baffling how this thing is paced. It's so weird that, yeah, this this story, you, you don't get a sense of what actually you're supposed to be doing until like level 15 when it the, the truth about Hammond comes out and now you've got this battle to, to prepare for. Right. And, and Norm, it's, it was like very late in the whole quest that something started happening. You do need like a couple steps of story building and building up this character of establishing his yeah his character but it goes on for far too long because they have to fill the gaps before to to check the the six step quest boxes yeah and the the steps could be enhanced to make them more fun for the player as well it could be a lot more of like actual training feeling of having like maybe like an obstacle course or like an actual time deal yes instance off part of the city have it be like a navigation and an actual pacing challenge for that. Not I, go wander around for 10 minutes and try and find these clicky things. Right. We're going to tell you to sprint. You don't have to sprint. We're not tracking that at all. Take your time. I was bummed. I was, I was like, ooh, maybe I can learn how to uh, min-max my sprinting. And yes. that was just not an opportunity. Even so, this quest is one of my favorites of the, the class quests, which, again, to clarify, are the 1 through 30 yeah. first class quests I'm referring to here. But the last half, though, is so great, in my opinion. Like The scenes are fantastic. The humor is great mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, it just, the way it articulates is so much fun for me. I, I laughed a few times. Yeah. Um, we got Jin to laugh. Amazing. <laughs> Weird. I had, I had fun with this. And I had fun with Pugilist, honestly, as like a pure melee character. 
uh, I had I I'm having fun. I'm I'm looking forward to doing doing more and monking it up. The only other black mark for me here is that I feel like this is once again a realm reborn telling you the character that you don't get to be cool yet because <laughs> you are the supporting character in the story. You, you know you're 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 not the the comeback kid. You're just like the muse for the main character. Right. And later on in the game you are the main character for these things. And if you're going to drop your hundreds of hours in this game, I want to have like some role in the story. But if this were a movie, you would just be like an 80s movie. You'd be like the, the female sidekick yeah. that finds out that this guy is a has-been and he gets inspired by her love for him. And then he's like, I'm going to punch these trees and I'm going to come back and I'm going to punch up Wegfar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess the assumption is that you're also pursuing the MSQ and you're getting plenty of positive feedback and reinforcement and validation in the MSQ. But in the MSQ as well, I think it still is holding the reins a bit as far as your your role and your identity at this point. As far as our identity and you know where our future is headed, yes, it's still very much um, shrouded. You know, for like the handsome stranger um, and and the the Asian to to throw out little sidelines like. Oh, there's something different about this one. Ooh, this is no ordinary adventurer. Where did you get that crystal? Have you been having visions? So suddenly you're like you're getting these little inklings that like you are you're you're fucking Neo from the Matrix. It's all it's all coming together. Um, and so I mean, like a, a story like this, I don't I don't necessarily think it has to um, uh, you know service your fucking ego any more than the rest of the game already does. Later in the game, you yeah. are definitely being serviced nonstop. And it's non actually it's, fucking stop. it's nice having like a soft reboot after 90 because hopefully we'll be less the guy for a bit. It's getting to be a bit much. Right. Honestly. Yeah. At, at this point, though, it's a fair point that the MSQ is setting you up to be someone important. So you can you can take your time out of the limelight for a bit to go help out old Hammond here while you're doing your main questing. Yeah. But still, if you look at this as a self-contained story, you being an agent to someone's return sure. yeah, is not the, the best, I guess, player role. It's more like you're just like watching the movie versus being part of it. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Well, um, nice. It didn't make me you know, feel um, a certain way. I was just enjoying the ride. No, I, I love this quest, but if I'm being nitpicky, that is one of my gripes here. And, and, like, and that's, that's okay, because it wasn't really like our story to begin with. However, unlike our least favorite quest, thematically, the Gladiator quest, we are doing pugilism throughout. It is about punching stuff, undoubtedly. <laughs> That's true. No one could say this is not a pugilist guild quest. Where's all the punching? I was promised punching. No, that's literally all you do. I, I think that's it. That's all we have to say about that's that. That's it. We're done with pugilist. Next time, we get to start our trip through Limsa, which I'm looking very much forward to. Yeah. Yar. That's me being a pirate. I got it. Thank okay. you, Jen. Uh, yes. Thank you to the listeners. Thank you guys for uh, for checking us out. And uh, if you want to tell your friends, tell your FC mates, whatever, spread the word. We'd, we'd appreciate it. Um, and uh, we'll see you next time. <laughs>